Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Hey, Tommy, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing really good. It's uh, 82 and sunny. We won a game Christmas week, so I'm feeling pretty good. It was a uh, really good weekend and going to have a really good week this week. So excited for what's ahead. Does it change the entire outlook of everything? You had Christmas last week and you came off the week where you didn't win, but you had Christmas and you got to be up for the family and now you win today. So whole outlook can change pretty quickly, can it? But is it the victory that's the key to it? Uh, yes and no. I mean, it's yeah, a lot of perspective. It's Christmas week. We got to be with our families and our kids. My friend, my coach, Tom Moore, longtime coach in the NFL, and he coached for the Colts. He said Chuck Noll always had a great line. He said, Christmas, it's a great holiday. It just happens the, at the wrong time of the year. And uh, we all laughed about it because we're basically in there on Christmas night, getting ready to travel to Carolina. And it's just, God, I think for my life, you know, the last, you know, 27 years, including all the bowl games I went to, it's always been football. And, um, you know, that's pretty, pretty amazing to kind of go through the holidays. And it's especially here in Florida, you don't notice it so much because it's 81 degrees out. But um, Christmas is always a great time of year for the families and for, for our kids who are at a great age. And then obviously playing football and winning and, and, you know, coming off a really tough loss made for a really great week. So it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it is a weird thing being in California as I've been for so long, you were in Northern California. I'm in Southern California. It's hard to discern May from December. I mean, it's every day is almost the same. And when that happens, time of year dictating holidays, but the 4th of July can feel the same as Christmas. Yeah. I didn't have that experience for so long and the last couple of years I have, and just remember it kind of, you know, I think about when I was a kid and so forth and yeah, we had cold nights. We put on a sweater, but you know, you're down here in South Florida. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, just living in terms of this time of year. And, and I just think all those days up in the Northeast, which again, they're great experiences. I think my kids actually miss it a lot. You know, they miss the, the snow and the four seasons. And, and I think, cause I've done it for so long, I just don't miss the snow, the freezing rain, the salt on the roads, you know, just the, the bah humbug aspect of the cold weather. So, you know, it's 82 degrees here today and, you know, we've had great weather all season long and, um, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's just fun. It feels good on my body. My body feels really good. You know, you feel energetic. You want to get out there and be outside. And, um, but it certainly doesn't feel like, you know, the new year's upon us. As we turn to the game, how, how do you piece it together by putting in a bunch of guys who are unfamiliar? Uh, now you're expecting them to fill in for guys who have, you know, had great seasons and, and they come in to a time where you're fighting for a playoff spot. You're trying to win the division and they're expected to play at a high level and they haven't played. Is it tough to piece it all together? Part of the demolition derby aspect of football is guys are in and out from week to week. We are very unfortunate, suffering some pretty uh, big injuries against the saints. And, you know, we kind of had a week where we didn't feel great. And now all of a sudden we got a lot of new players out there that are looking for a role. And, you know, our first touchdown of the game goes to Keyshawn Vaughn, who's been on our team for a couple of years and breaks a long run 55 yard or whatever it was to, to, uh, to get us on the board. And it was like, wow, that was, that was awesome. You know, young guy gets an opportunity, takes advantage of it. Um, it was just awesome to see. And then Cyril Grayson at the end of the first half catches a 65 yard or whatever it is to take us down to the five yard line. So not really guys you're counting on, you know, just because you have so many other guys ahead of them at their position, but when they get called upon, 
they're ready to go. And, you know, it's kind of how my career started. No one was really counting on me. And all of a sudden, our most important player at the time gets injured, Drew. And I go in there and I play. And I just want to go in there and I want to play great. And I want to show my teammates I'm ready. And it's a good thing to do when you're a young player. You can gain a lot of trust of people when, you know, it means a lot to you. You care about it. And then when you get your opportunity, you go take advantage of it. And do you pick that guy out? Do you know where you're going? You say he's going to get a chance and, and either he succeeds or he fails. And if he succeeds, we're going there again. Or is it just the luck of the draw and you take what the defense gives you? A little bit's the luck of the draw. Um, you don't always get to, you know, you, yes, you take what the defense gives you to a degree. Um, you know, sometimes the ball just, it goes different places. You know, the, the long one to Cyril, he was kind of the second or third read on the play, third read on the play. I am getting back over there and he ran by the corner and threw his hand up and put it out there. So, you know, you can't ever really dial it in on, on offense. You can try, but it's, it's tough, man. You got to just, every coverage has strengths and weaknesses and you got to read the coverage out. And then ultimately you got to go to, to where the ball should go. And, um, you know, whoever it finds, it finds. That's why you have to have trust in everybody. Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady right here on let's go. Let's Go is brought to you by Morton's The Steakhouse. Celebrate your next special occasion at Morton's. Morton's is the prime place to take your special someone for that perfect steak and an unrivaled dining experience. Visit mortons.com for reservations. Tom, it's the little details that you always talk to all of us about, and we actually saw that yesterday in a game where the entire viewing public could see it. Uh, you were down in the red zone getting ready to score, and Tyler Johnson went into motion. And you screamed out, and everybody can hear now on television because the audio is so good, stop. And he stopped. And then you said, go ahead, go ahead. And the clock's winding down, five, four, three. And then you guys handed off the ball, went in and scored. And after the play, you went over and you put your arm around Tyler. And you said something to him. Can you explain now to all of us what was going on, why you stopped him, why you instructed him, why you ushered him through, and then why you explained it to him after the play. Well, it was, it's a good sequence in learning, I think, for, for obviously me and Tyler that are in that situation. But anyone who's not in that situation but is watching us on our team, you know, it's like those situations come up where Tyler's got a motion and Tyler starts to motion before other guys are set, which is, of course, a penalty. And, you know, often the quarterback's the only one that sees it because I have perspective – I'm in the shotgun and I can see it. So when Tyler's coming across, I've got to get him to stop for at least a, you know, half a second. And then he can proceed on his motion. Cause if he doesn't, whatever happens as a result of that play is going to be a five yard penalty for, you know, illegal procedure. So, you know, you communicate it to him, you have code words and so forth. I'm sure teams have different code words and, you know, you just got to go to say, Tyler, you know, this, this is how we're going to react in these situations. That's what I instinctively did you know, when that play ended, um, you know, cause Tyler wasn't sure, you know, Tyler just went motion. He didn't see the whole picture. The quarterback should see this whole picture, especially a 20, a 22 year old veteran, um, you know, of the NFL, I should definitely know all the details so I can help in those areas. And, you know, younger players that only see all those things. So it's just a good moment for us. I'm glad it ended up being a, a result was a, uh, was a touchdown. Do you ever recall doing that in a game before? Oh, lots of times. It probably happens at least two, three times a season. Um, so it definitely comes up. You know, guys are, it's crowd noise. 
He's looking at me. He thinks I signal to motion him. He goes, you know, I'm looking at two other guys who aren't set. You know, you don't often get away with those calls. I don't want to leave those up to chance too. And it's a pretty easy call for the ref. You know, I mean, it happened at the end of the, I don't know if you saw the Jacksonville jet game yesterday, you know, the, the Jacksonville had a fourth and one to win the game from the one yard line. And it was ended up being a complete pass, but they had two guys in motion. So they threw the flag anyway, even if he hit it, it wouldn't have mattered. So, you know, it was one guy was in motion. It wasn't fully set. The other guy started in motion. It didn't matter if he had been wide open, it ball would have been going backwards. So in that case, if you're the quarterback and you don't have time to do it, you may as well just take the delay of the game, you know, and then just go back and then start it again, especially if you don't need timeouts. So it was a, uh, you know, there's always these little situations that come up and obviously someone of my experience should have all those things logged in my head at this point, you know, and, and you just got to, you know, get to your memory as quickly as possible and try to react and communicate as best way as possible. So for anybody who thinks that Tom's just watching Jacksonville and the jets because he's bored with nothing to do, uh, the rest of the country probably wasn't watching that, but you're studying the Jets, those vaunted, hated Jets, those uh, men in green who Benny explained to us all those years ago on the radio. Uh, he doesn't like those guys in green. That's why you were watching that game as you get ready for the Jets uh, this coming weekend. Um, you still have that same feeling now that you're not a Patriot? Yeah, well, it's different. I mean, the Jets, they're the division rival, New York, Boston. I mean, I had that for 20, 20 plus years. Um, it's interesting because I've studied them today this morning it's a very different team than the ones that i faced too so it's a different element when you're not in a division i mean it definitely is a different you know emotion going against them um just because you know when you're in the same division you're both going for the same prize and when you're not in the same division you know they're just kind of another opponent and you know when they're another opponent, it's, it's a very uh competitive league and it's a competitive team so i mean it'll be it would be a good game. I know I'm familiar with the Meadowlands and familiar the, with the visitor sideline there. Different than I was playing the Patriots. I'd never been on the visitor sideline, but I've been on the visitor sideline a lot of times at, at the Meadowlands Stadium. So that's, uh, that's where we'll be this weekend. Well, you're in your second year now in the NFC South, and it was a hat and T-shirt day, as you like to say yesterday, uh, winning the division yeah. title uh, for Tampa yeah. for the first time since 2007. And and that's one yeah. of the goals that you set. How special was it in the locker room and, and, and after the game? You know, it felt really good and satisfying. It's really hard to do. And I, so much about playing is still enjoying the moments, you know, and the moments of kind of the team getting through one of these hurdles is pretty important to go through your division. We played Atlanta twice and beat them. We lost to the Saints twice. It was our first time playing Carolina and had we beat New Orleans a week before, we had clinched, but we didn't. And, you know, we had to, you had a pretty, you know, go through Christmas week with that feeling of getting shut out at home, which really sucked. And then to go on the road, um, we were losing to start the game three, nothing. And, you know, go ahead and have kind of a, a really decisive win felt really good for all of us. And, and you know, we knew that win in that game clinched the division first time in a long time for the organization, which I was happy because a lot of guys, that I've worked with the last two years, you know, they care just as much as anybody else. You know, they care as much as every other equipment manager and every other, you know, film crew and every other uh, scouting staff, you know, they, they work their tails off too. They just, you know, for one reason or the other can't get over the hump of, of winning. And, you know, our organization did that yesterday, you know, to not win a division for 14 years feels really good. And, you know, when I was at the Patriots for a long time, you know, it's we were very fortunate to win all those year after year after year. But 
you know, it's hard. I realized that last year, even us winning the Super Bowl last year, we didn't win our division. We were a wild card team, you know, so not a bad consolation prize. That was pretty good. I'd rather, you know, I don't care. As long as you win the last game of the year, whatever seed, you know, it does matter. Just get in and play. So um, it just feels good to win. It feels good that a lot of things came together and we still got two hugely important games for to see how this thing shakes out here at the end of the year. But we know we're guaranteed for the playoffs and we're going to have to, you know, still try to be an ascending football team. You know, it's an interesting thing. Uh, you haven't won the division twice. Uh, 18 times you've won your division. Uh, the other year you won the Super Bowl. Do you know what happened in the uh, other year that you did not win uh, the division? 2002? Yeah, we finished 9-7. and seven. Um, We beat Miami the last game of the year, and we were tied. We needed Green Bay to beat the Jets, and Green Bay lost to the Jets by a bunch and ended up giving, I think, the division to Miami. I know you don't care about individual awards, but not a bad little consolation prize, too, uh, you led the league in touchdown passes. Wow. Probably wasn't a lot back then. We were we were kind of ground and pound team, but I probably surpassed that in the first nine games here in Tampa. Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with the insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA New Year's Eve around the corner, some New Year's resolutions, much more with Tom Brady right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, the NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano fantasy dirt so please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the sxm app included with most subscriptions welcome back to let's go i'm jim gray along with tom brady let's go is brought to you by ring alarm Why is he always late with that ring? Like, why is this a surprise? Do you have any idea why know. this guy's so late? If he was in your huddle, would you just send him to the sidelines? Uh, he's out. He's out. I know. Let's go. Come on. Chop, chop. Let's go. Oh, my God. It's true, though. Ring does have an award-winning alarm with professional monitoring. That bell rings, and they're there right away, unlike Snake, okay? You can install it yourself in minutes. Takes him minutes to hit the button. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on Ring Alarm today. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. Tom, you got to paddle to get after Snake and hit him with it. Let's go already. Come on. Let's go, Snake. Let's go. Hit the button. Let's go. Time's of the essence. <laughs> well, Snake's used to running a marathon. He's not a sprinter. Um, and you're in the middle of this marathon, as you always like to tell us right now, Tom. Uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, joined you again yesterday. Uh, he had missed the last eight games uh, with the heel injury and then the suspension. And he came out and you connected with him on 10 passes for 101 yards. Uh, it was almost as though there was no absence. I mean, how does that happen? A lot of toughness, resilience, um, mental toughness uh, from him. And, you know, what he fought back through with this, you know, pretty significant ankle injury, which, 
you know, no one really knew at the time what it was going to be. And uh, everyone was just proud of him being out there and performing the way that he did. It's no easy task, you know, to sit out for two months and then come back and then play at the level that he played at yesterday. I think us practicing every day for eight weeks, you know, is, is a challenge to go out there and perform well, just cause it's a, it's a tough game. And he went out there and he played great, caught a bunch of really important balls for us. And uh, we're going to need it here down the stretch. We got to get healthy. You know, we got to get all our guys back. I mean, I know it's easier said than done because we keep losing them week after week, but that's just part of the challenge. Every year is going to be a little different. And this year definitely has been unique and different. Um, but, you know, the outcome of the season remains to be seen. We'll see how it goes here once once we complete these next two. How do you keep guys healthy now? And, and do you fight now for this position? Uh, you're a game behind trying to get the home field advantage. Do you fight for this position, or is it more important to get everybody back and, and keep everybody who's on the field healthy? So how do you stay healthy? That's a good question. And, you know, I think for me, so much of what I do – on a weekly basis tries to keep myself from sustaining the big hits by a knowing what to do, knowing how to do it. And then training my body for the, for the hits, like I've described for so long um, with all my work with Alex. Um, and a lot of it's just repeating good processes. I mean, I know this, like it's just a matter of time to break down. If you're not taking care of yourself, you know, I can look at guys year in year out. And I know that if he's not doing what he needs to do, in his off time with his rest and recovery, then it's just a matter of time that till his body's going to fail him. And it's going to be, and everyone's going to blame, oh, he just took one step and he stepped wrong. And in my mind, no, it's just, there's too much tension. When there's too much tension, you get injured. And, um, you know, I think for everyone wants to be healthy, but you got to make a commitment to being healthy. And that requires what you do in your off time, what you do on your, on your off day, what you do at night, are you getting sleep, you know, or are you up till midnight or one and then, you know, burning it at both ends. So, you know, the real professionals, the guys that stick around, they know what to do, you know, and you can see the commitment they make. And I think that's why you like having those guys around because they're willing to make the commitment to being at their best for that one three hour period a week that we have to play. So guys will come to you for all kinds of advice and, and mentoring. How often do they come to you and say, you're 44. I want to be able to do what you've done how do I do this? And how do I change my habits now? Because we're eight weeks into this, we're six weeks, 12 weeks, whatever the time frame may be. And, yeah. and how do guys make a commitment to change a lifestyle that they have not been living? It's definitely challenging. I think changing behavioral patterns is, is difficult in general. I've always seen it as a real, for me, taking care of myself and my body as my asset. And, you know, I've been able to play till I'm 44 and you know, being that it's a career and the career is a very well-paying job, I've been able to make a lot of money in my career, especially at the end of my career where most guys would be re retired. So I always just saw it as an investment in myself and the investment in my career. And you'll make money, you'll give it to your financial advisor, he'll invest the money and hopefully pay you, I don't know, a 5% return, 7% return. Well, if you just invest in yourself, look at what it's really returned. So I actually don't get as many questions as you would think. You know, I would think that everybody would come up and ask. And the reality is, yeah, I have an impact on a lot of my teammates because they can watch me. But even then I'm with them every day, you know, and even then there's just I think there's a stubbornness about people. I think people are very fixed and rigid. And when you become fixed and rigid, it's hard to open your mind to new things. And I see that in a lot of ways that injuries are still being dealt with. They just there's no mystery as to why I've 
still playing at 44, you know, and I've tried to tell people and I tell people and I will for till the day I die, because it's provided such a huge benefit in my life, both mentally, physically, emotionally for my family. Um, and I want to people see, I want to see people succeed. And I know that in my post career, we'll do a great job of, of, you know, continuing to share the different things that I've learned by being around some amazing people and mentors and, and, um, you know, I, it's, again, I think part of it is just people making the commitment, which is a little bit difficult, but at the same time, once you get on a good track, it's, it's pretty great. And it's really interesting because you're not a confrontational guy. You may be on the field and you may let that emotion out while you're playing those 60 minutes. But when you care about somebody, you're going to try and bring them in by putting your arm around them instead of really, you know, getting in their face and telling them what to do. So do you just walk away disappointed? You just said guys don't come to you as often as you would hope they would. Do you just get disappointed? Or how do you no. cajole them into something without without having to confront them and say, hey, you know what? You're really not doing this the right way. You could be doing this. Well, in the end, it's their affecting their life. It's not really affecting my career. My career is my career. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's their career. And I'm responsible for what I say and my choices and my actions and my career. And they're responsible for theirs. So just providing them with the solutions, I feel is great and important. But if people don't want to listen, they don't want to listen. I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of people that, you know, are probably pretty good at certain things. And, you know, for one reason or another, no one goes and asks. And then they may think they already know it, or they may think, they're, you know, they're really comfortable in what they already know. It's just part of the reality of life, I guess. Here's what I would say to them. Hey, guys, use your ears. Your ears will never hurt you. Yeah. Let's Go is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey, play your favorite online slots and table games like blackjack, roulette, and so much more with over 700 games to choose from. Only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Dot com. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady. We're here on Let's Go right here on Sirius XM. We're going to have some fun here. I want to ask you one other question. Everybody's looking at the scoreboard now in all these cities because there's so many combinations for so many teams to get into yeah. the playoffs. So everybody's watching games and they're cheering for teams they could care less about. Actually, in times they can't stand those teams. But now because they're yeah. playing an opponent that helps their team, they want to see it. So I'm wondering your scoreboard watching. When you watch these games and you know the Packers have to lose and you'd like to see the Rams lose and possibly Dallas lose and all these teams that are bunched up there because it'll be an advantage to you. And then they're playing against teams that have an opportunity and they don't take advantage of that opportunity. Do you get yeah. mad at those guys? And, and are you disappointed and let down and say, what the heck happened with you guys? You had a chance to win that game. Uh, not mad. I mean, I think sometimes you just want things to bounce your way, but you got to take care of your own business. If you take care of your own business and we've had our chances, then, you know, you're good with it. I've never been mad at a team that, you know, didn't come through. I mean, at the end of the day, if they don't come through, they don't come through, but they're trying to come through for themselves, not for the team, you know, a team like us, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not trying to win for another NFL team. They're trying to win for themselves, you know, a team And if they don't win, look, they're, that's them to blame. So, you know, you'd like for a, th a few things to bounce your way. I know in 2001, things bounced our way pretty good. We were playing, you know, we would have been a uh, uh, with division winner, but we ended up being getting the two seed. And this is when the two seed had the buy in 2001. Instead of playing at the Raiders, um, we would have actually had to win a playoff game. We actually um, got the first round buy. And because the Jets beat Oakland 
at the time in the last game of the season in 2001. And because of that, we got the buy. Um, so it's just unique. And, and, you know, we took advantage of that and on kind of the road to our first Super Bowl. So sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. So you're not like the gambler who sits there with the remote and throws it at the TV. I've thrown a few electronic things in my day as of recently as the last couple of weeks. So I'm sorry. I apologize. I did get warned <laughs> from the NFL on that, though. So I won't throw another surface. Although I what think was it was pretty warning? good marketing for the surface at the end of the day. I think, that, that, I think it worked out pretty well for them. I can see the commercial coming, but what was the warning? That I can't throw another surface or else I get fined. Imagine that. Imagine uh, an, an NFL player being fined. All right. Which leads us to some New Year's resolutions. Can I give you a chance to think about this? Oh, man. 2022 is right around the corner, Tom. And I know you have some resolutions. While you think about them, we'll remind everybody that any athlete's going to tell you it helps to work with an expert. We get to work with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. But if you're buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. New Year's resolutions now for 2022 for Tom Brady. Uh, here's how Bill Belichick handled the question yesterday, your former coach, when asked after a big loss to the Buffalo Bills. Hi, um, football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers? Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. Maybe next week. <laughs> what do you think of that, Tom? <laughs> I want to be as brave and courageous as she was, asking that question to Coach Belichick after a loss. <laughs> That's what I want for the new year. That'll be your first resolution. All right. Yeah. That was uh, awesome. That was awesome. That was Good awesome. For her. I could have I kind of I predicted that answer. It's usually not the best time to ask a coach, you know, about things like that after a tough loss. Actually, I thought he handled it pretty well because it's an insane question to be asking him. And then he said, well, maybe later on or next week. Uh, yeah, maybe next week. I thought that was pretty gracious for Bill. It was. It was. I think for what I'll do is what kind of most people do. I think I'm going to splurge for a local gym membership at 44. You know, I got to stay in shape. So, <laughs> all right. So there's your second one. Do you set a monthly budget? Uh, do you do you worry about your finances over there? Mm, yes. So that's a wh yes what do you have to no? be concerned with? Oh man, a lot of things. I get you know I get a lot of things kind of come my way. Yeah. I, I got to cut back on my NFT budget. It's like 60,000 bucks for a Tom Brady NFT last week. You're buying your own? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm investing in myself, just like I said earlier. I definitely am cutting back on throwing surface screens. I'll promise you that. No, wow. no more throwing surfaces. Save you some money there. That'll save your budget there, and you've been warned by the National Football League. Tom, you told me several years ago when we were at another place at another time that you Kind of we're thinking about building a time machine. Have you been working on that over the years? Scratch, I got a question for you. Got any New Year's resolutions for me? I mean, I'm not the only one on this on this uh, show. We got to ask Larry, too. New Year's resolutions are important. It gives you a chance for a fresh start as long as you're willing to do it. So what do you got for me? I think you should travel more. You know, I was, I was kind of hoping you'd come <laughs> out here and visit me, come to our studio out here. In fact, you know, Englewood's right down the street. So maybe mid-February, go get around oh. out at Riviera and... 
You know, there's a Super Bowl out here. I love that. So I think I'll you should travel that. a little bit more. I'll take that. If I would travel back in time, maybe I do take that time machine. I travel back to 1981 to make sure Eli Manning's not born. How about that? <laughs> so I think between the travel to LA and the travel back in time, things would be going pretty well for us. Then you'd be up to nine Super Bowls. You know what really oh. pisses me off about you, though? What's that? I mean, as great a guy as you think... are, I wish you would stop gossiping. I'm, I'm tired of hearing all the gossip and chatter of everything going on around the league. I mean, can you get rid of that habit? Nah, that would be super hard. You know how much I love talking about, like, the real housewives and, you know, who the latest dating people are dating these days. I'm not doing that. The royal family, will you stop that at least? Can we get that out of your repertoire? You're not supposed <laughs> to tell anybody it's golf course talk. What are you doing? <laughs> And I'm concerned about your retirement. Are you going to start saving up? Really? I mean, I'm really concerned that you, that you, you're 44 years of age. I don't know when mandatory retirement is, but it's coming pretty soon. It's sneaking up on me. I'm, I'm chasing down at the chance for the 401k to kick in or the Roth IRA. Something simple. That's what I'm going for. No more, not just Bitcoin in my portfolio. I'm going for other simple things in retirement. I know you've spent a lot of time on this, but if I had a New Year's resolution for you, it'd be... Uh... When are you going to learn to throw a tight spiral? <laughs> That's an insult. I mean, I've been spending the last 30 years of my life trying to throw a spiral. And you're going to tell me like that? That was very cruel. But I do think what I'd like to do is complete an overhand toss with the Lombardi trophy. None of this Patrick Mahomes underhand throws that he always does. I got to complete one overhand Lombardi trophy toss in a boat fray. That would be a great way to get the new year started right on that type of rhythm. That's... That's what I'm going to envision. Boat to boat. Now, do you hold that at the pedestal or do you hold that on what would be the laces of that metal? It depends how much avocado tequila I have. It's kind of a spur of the moment thing. That's what we got to do. You know, we just can't resist this because we haven't oh, had God. a chance to do this, but we get a lot of mail into Let's Go at Sirius XM and off your uh, Instagram. And we have the haters and um, they're back out in force. You wouldn't think so. But here we go to the hello haters. Why would you why would you not think so? This is like, this fills up my inbox. Well, it's Christmas. It's New Year's. It's been Hanukkah. It's That's true. everything that everybody celebrates. Good. Why are these people hating? This is a good time of year. This is time to be joyful and gleeful and all the things in the Christmas songs. And here we are, back to our original <laughs> segment. All right, so we got at Nate Geary Sports. And uh, Nate says, Merry Christmas to everyone except for Tom Brady. <laughs> who is probably watching his own documentary with his family this morning. <laughs> Instead of the Christmas story, I'm watching my own documentary. That's so funny. Actually, we weren't watching my documentary on Christmas morning. That would be pathetic. So there's no way I would do that. We were watching the highlights of last year's Super Bowl, uh, which we won, but we weren't watching my documentary. All right. <laughs> Does Nate actually play sports? Does he just like sports or what? It's, why is, how do you put down Nate Geary sports? You should read your timeline. Uh, you've told us you don't Google yourself. Do you ever go in there and look at some of the things that some of the people say? Yeah, on occasion, it comes to me. You'd be amazed at things that cross my desk. Just at some one point or another, some of the things I just go, wow. That was, that was interesting. Do you ever respond? Or only on this program? Only on this program because you forced me to. So that's uh, that's the only way. Not like my man Stefan Diggs did yesterday to the New England Patriots faithful crowd after he scored a touchdown there at the end. It wasn't exchanging pleasantries 
like we NFL players always do. And with that, uh, you get after some folks in your current episode, which is just being released, Man in the Arena on ESPN+. Plus. This is a great episode and a great series. Terrific work by you and Gotham Chopra and everybody who's put that together. Uh, it takes a look back at the 2016 season, which was yeah. a very trying and tough season for you and also a great season for you because your mom had yeah. cancer and your three sisters are in this episode and you were suspended for the first four games coming off the deflate gate fiasco. And so there was just a lot going on in your lives, both professional, personal, and winning a Super Bowl. And uh, I would urge everybody to watch that, but uh, it kind of encapsulates a lot in your life, doesn't it? I think it encapsulates what life is all about. And, you know, the volatility of circumstance and emotion and really controlling what you can control. And, um, you know, there's things in your life that are happening with your family, like my mom's situation, her dealing with cancer for the first time and how hard that kind of, how tough it was on her, on our family, you know, not being there for my teammates for the four weeks, first four weeks of the year, that was tough, but you know what? I made the best of it. I trained, I took a great vacation, um, to Michigan with my son. I took a great trip to Pebble beach with my family. I took a great kind of honeymoon with my wife to Italy for the first time. in, you know, I don't know how many, many September's I had, you know, of, of playing football. I was had a time to be with my family and then coming back to that team and having my mom kind of fight cancer all the way through the season, did all the different treatments. And now I said, mom, I'm going to get you to Houston where we're going to, I said, we're going to get you to Houston. We played Atlanta. And, uh, and then you see the way the game goes, you know, down 28-3 and nothing looks good. And it doesn't look good at that moment. Then in some ways with the resilience and mental toughness and perseverance, we found a way to turn around as a team. And I think that season, you know, I talk about it a lot throughout this series. And I really love this series because it brought back a lot of important teaching moments for me. And I've had so many people say, man, thanks. That was really cool. You know, watch it with my kids or watch it with my quarterback or, you know, watched it with you know, I'm a coach. I, I watched it with, with all the kids on my team. You know, there's some really amazing moments I've been able to be a part of that. Hopefully I can, you know, use different ways of, of passing on that information so that people can learn from it. And uh, that's what we're here to do. We're here to give back in the best way we can. And, you know, I feel myself as I see myself as someone who's just been so fortunate for so long to be on so many amazing people. And those people have allowed me to reach my highest potential. And whether it was a physical thing, whether it was a, a mental thing or an emotional thing or all of the above and throughout the course of a season or a game or a moment, you know, you do the best you can do with the opportunities that are presented in front of you. And that's what we're here to do in life. In, in my belief, we're here to do the best we can do. We don't always have the best opportunity we're dealing with, but you still got to do the best you can do. And, um, you know, that episode really highlights a lot of those things and uh it was really it was really fun to see and i love having my sisters participate they've just been the best man those, those girls have been rocks for me for so long the most supportive loving kind caring sweet um generous just amazing women in my life that uh, i'm so grateful for for them and everything they've brought and meant to my life they're just amazing moms and uh, we just have the best relationship Julie, Maureen, and Nancy, and I think the line that I wrote down after watching that was, you're always in charge of how you respond. So everybody take a look at ESPN Plus, Man in the Arena, Episode 7 comes out this week. 
Tom, thanks for your time. Happy New Year to you. We'll look forward to uh, chronicling your game next week. Uh, everybody will be watching uh, as you get ready to uh, go on back to New York, take on the Jets. I'm sure you'll see your son, Jack. Happy New Year to you, and we will talk thanks. to you next Monday night. Yeah, look forward to it. Thanks, guys. That's Tom Brady. Our show, Let's Go, is brought to you by FTX. Download the FTX app now and get started in the crypto game. That's it for Let's Go this week. Thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. Our gratitude goes out to everyone here at SiriusXM, including Steve Cohen, Matt Amantorp, Bill Russell, and everyone who helps us put this show together. We are extremely appreciative. To our sponsors, thank you, Morton's, USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, FTX, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. I'm Jim Gray. Thanks so much for listening, and we will talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.